Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. I'm Madison, and as always, I am joined by Jamie. Hello. And today, listeners, we're going to be venturing down a stranger, darker <laughs> path than normal. So it might not be an episode that's for everyone or a show that's for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have a dark, perverted sense of humor you yeah. will enjoy the netflix original show bonding yes you will <laughs> and this is not about emotional bonding <laughs> i mean in a way in a way it is well that's i suppose <laughs> yeah. but, but uh give us the breakdown real quick what is this right about? right so in our very new tradition <laughs> Our brief recap of this is a Netflix original series this time, not a movie. Mm -hmm. um, seven episodes long, but they average about 15 minutes each. So really, you could watch the whole season in the same amount of time it would take you to watch a movie. True. And it is about a dominatrix named Mistress May, or <laughs> Tiff, if you know her in real life, yeah. in, in, in a personal manner. And she is in grad school and kind of working as a dominatrix to, I assume, pay her way through grad school. Right. And she coerces her high school friend, Pete, who is a, at the beginning of the show anyways, kind of like a timid gay guy who's afraid to even do stand-up comedy, into being her dominatrix assistant. Right. And, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> is this show hilarious Yeah. To watch? And then, then calamity ensues. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, and so, as you would expect. As you would, yeah. So, um, general initial reaction? Oh, I I loved it uh, so much. Me too. Me too. Netflix <laughs> definitely is better at series than movies. Like, they, this could easily have been a movie, but they just broke it into 15-minute shows. Right. <laughs> Which is better, I think. I don't know. It's um, and they're better at doing it that way. That's exactly. <laughs> no, it's the thing. I think the last couple episodes, and maybe our listeners will have noticed that um, we were still interested in talking about it, of course. But our general reaction was typically one of like, Ugh, or right. you know, a, a, a collective sigh of distaste. Right. But and, and it, it was. It's mostly because they don't really wrap things up in their movies. Right. They leave them. Well, Almost so like there could be another episode, kind of the way this ends, right. like, you know, with like, oh, what will happen in season two kind of feeling. But though they do that with their movies as well. And it's like, well, you can't do that with a movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, with a movie. Up. Exactly. <laughs> with a movie, you have this idea that things are going to be completed at the end. So, right. Yeah, exactly. Unless but, Netflix um, is just planning on making all of their movies have a part two or something. I mean, maybe, but... <laughs> Right, but That's um, we should all work. But yeah, so after the after watching the first episode of this, uh, Madison texted me and was like, "Just finished the first episode," and with several hilarious faces, so <laughs> like laughing, crying. Yes, face. like laughing, crying, and um, my reaction was exactly the same because at that time I had also just finished episode one. And oh, so look good. at us! Right on. How did I get done before you then? I, I don't know. I must have paused and day. yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I definitely didn't pause. Oh, that's I the thing. Matter. Yeah, because I I didn't even get up to make coffee. My boyfriend made it. And it. <laughs> oh, see, I don't have anyone to bring me coffee. <laughs> I have to do it myself. I don't have a Rolf in my room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't quite go that far. <laughs> um, but he did very 
very nice and handy to have around. That is nice, yeah. I don't frequently step on his fingers, though. That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, there are so many interesting things to talk about in this. Um, yeah, I don't know. Where should we start? Like, what? Uh, well, yeah, it's it, it, there's so much going on, and you wouldn't think in that, like, a little 15-minute episode you right. could have as much character development as you do, but, like, especially Pete really changes from like oh, yeah. one to by like episode five or six you know he's like really coming into his own as as master carter yes he is <laughs> what did you call him <laughs> i really like that <laughs> oh man yeah it's cool to see pete's development and um you know it's he as you said earlier he can't even um go out in front of people and do a stand-up he can't he's too afraid to do any of that stuff lacks a lot of confidence yeah Yeah. and so through you know yeah and so through this adventure he becomes a little this is you know he it's like a coming of age story almost he becomes (laughs) more confident and wears his leather outfit to do stand-up eventually (laughs) i definitely like pete and tiff's relationship like you know kind of from the beginning that they've been friends for like you know since high school or maybe even before i'm not sure how old they're supposed to be but they've been friends for like 13 years and i like that you know they fell out of touch but then they apparently get back in touch somehow as she asks him to be her dominatrix assistant i would like to know the story behind that though like how did they get back in touch and how did she decide yes pete is the one Right, because because this episode, this series starts abruptly with him already, like, you know, her asking him, well, first of all, revealing to him suddenly that she's uh, a dom and that right. <laughs> he, she, he, she wants him to be her assistant. And it's kind of funny yeah. from, like, two standpoints, because, yeah, first of all, what led to that moment? And then the second part right. is, if you're going to hire a bodyguard, are you going to hire Pete to be your quote, bodyguard? Because, like, ultimately, like, what he ends up becoming is, like, an assistant more in the way of, like, he's helping out with the process of, you know. Participating in the dominating process. Which, maybe that was her intention all along, and she was just like, oh, you'll sort of be like a bodyguard, but Uh, didn't know how to, like, tell him, actually, I plan to have you peeing on people. Oh, God. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. That's true. Talk about something that would be, like, my also worst, like, situation ever. (laughs) I would happy never be able to pee. I'd have to sing happy birthday till the cows come home. <laughs> You'd have to stand there until your bladder was literally exploding. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I just don't understand. They show him peeing too many times in the series. Yeah, the they like, do. And also, like, when he's in that guy's house at the end, the uh, amount of pee he gets on the floor, I'm like, it's... that's like an entire session. <laughs> in the bathroom <laughs> how did you like and you were already using the toilet for a minute before that point right i'm, I'm glad that your bladder i'm glad that he spoke what i thought too when he was like why is what did i drink why is this so <laughs> yellow because i was like that is the most yellow pee which like, like implies he's dehydrated right <laughs> or perhaps he's taking some really good multivitamins that are high in riboflavin oh. which will turn your urine very vibrant yellow okay maybe that's it then <laughs> So perhaps that's the case. He's just really healthy. Yeah, but yeah. I also like since we're talking about the pee, we we must talk about the impracticality of that tiny single sheet of plastic keeping the pee off the carpet in her dom room. Yeah, I'm like that is not possible. Well, I mean, most of it just soaked into his clothing. 
Well, sure, but there's going to be some that's, like, dripping off. Like, what they should have done is full-on Dexter-roomed that, like, right. kill-roomed, you, you know? Well, I don't think anybody expected him to pee that much, you know? <laughs> that's true. He is now famous for peeing a ton. Right. But... <laughs> But, um, so she probably thought, well, this this normal sheet of like plastic tarping will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Not knowing what she was getting herself into. I did like the recurrence of that character though. Like he comes, yeah. you know, and just like he runs into him randomly at the at the comedy club and stuff, and he's like, "You can you pee all over him, buddy," and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that you know, of all the people, like he's a recurring, I guess, the most. It seems. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting that like like. The contrast of seeing him like in the dungeon with them <laughs> versus seeing him in real life. And yeah. that. like, that's just such a weird, like to just go up to like the people who dominate you right. and then and, like act normal around them. Like that just seems so strange. I mean, that's better than what Rolf did at the bar when he walked oh, up to, to Tiff and is like, I want you to dominate me, mistress. And it's like, okay, you need to calm down and get out of here, first of all. Okay, so let's talk about Ralph for a minute because okay. that whole situation is so bizarre to me. Does he yeah. live there? With I know. Him? Like that's, that's what. I that's what it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> like there in the morning when she gets up and she's he's there at night cleaning and he just seems like he's just her servant. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> when? How did? And he pays her for it. <laughs> no, it's yeah, I don't. And then like, where is he getting money from? Because he doesn't have a job. He's just there waiting on her all the time. <laughs> right, must be, or maybe maybe just like on I don't know Saturday Tuesdays he you know is a full time submissive, and the other days maybe, he goes yeah. out and does work. But maybe that's true. We just see in her apartment on the days that he's there or something. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, live in submissive seems kind of odd. Like, that's almost taking it too far to, like, a dangerous level where, gee, maybe he'll fall in love with you and go crazy. Kind of like what happened. Surprise, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, was bizarre. Yeah, so between between that or the guy, I can't remember his name, but the guy who likes to be peed on, like, I think we'd prefer that guy. Oh, yeah, I would definitely <laughs> rather pee on somebody. Oh my well, gosh! Even, but... <laughs> no, but the oh man! In the initial, I think it's even in episode. Yeah, it's in episode one when he, um, uh, when Pete starts first coming into his sort of like masterness and all, you know starts um, berating uh, that guy yeah. about his apparent tiny penis. Tiny dick, and then which he's is just... probably normal size oh probably but then <laughs> oh my god when he like and then he's all proud pete is when because he said all these things and then he has the cum shot directly to the face i was like yeah, oh, my so, oh my god i, I just think died a little bit i know i think <laughs> i literally <laughs> was like i think i literally said oh my god and my partner was like oh god oh god <laughs> oh, no. i think i just groaned like oh, oh, oh no <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe that's the reality of the of the biz. Who knows? But I guess I feel like that would not happen to Mistress May, though. Like, no, she would have to get out of the way. <laughs> She's just so dexterous. She'd she'd like do a backflip out of the way. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's familiar with the business. She can tell when it's time to dodge. You know? Right. <laughs> also, I'm like. Certainly, you can like see what direction the penis is aimed. Like, maybe don't stand directly in the line of fire. Maybe it's pointed directly at your face. Move a little bit to the left. Right. (laughs) But you know, he was a noob. It was his first time, really. So he was getting. I guess that's true. 
he was really getting into it and nobody yeah. wanted to to stop him at that point yeah I, i've seen more meat in a vegan kitchen oh that was the one i wrote down oh that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> he said so many good ones. So. He did. That was the best. That one, you know, struck home because I don't eat meat or right. dairy most of the time. So <laughs> yeah, you don't eat street meat like uh, Frank, the roommate. It's like I'm not sticking my finger up in there. You eat street meat. I was like, That's so ridiculous. Oh god. Oh, so the roommate. What is his name? Frank. I think it's Frank. Yeah, and his girlfriend is Portia. Yeah. A bizarre person. <laughs> I mean, I mean very open i guess and i i mean i just don't understand him <laughs> he's just so odd i think it's meant to like uh you know encapsulate the ultimate bizarre roommate experience that you can get up to in oh. new york just like the idea that you, to get to your bedroom you have to walk through somebody else's bedroom uh, i know he's like essentially horrible. living in a closet it seems <laughs> right. I mean, I guess if given the choice, I would choose to have to walk through someone's bedroom than to have people walking through my True. bedroom. That does seem like the better end of that deal somehow, because you know, then nobody's ever invading your space. Right. But, but I feel. But I feel like I, I feel like I would never leave my room though if I was the one on the other end, because I'd be like, oh, they're probably like masturbating or having Especially sex. Especially if your or... roommate was Frank, and like right. they're just constantly having sex or masturbating. Or right. <laughs> Huh? weird sexual thing oh my god and <laughs> although the... he doesn't seem at all bothered to have people walk through and interrupt the process <laughs> no not at all and um oh man and the fact that Pete ultimately you know decides to finger him essentially i'm just like <laughs> oh man and of course Portia would walk in but first of all about that do you not have locks on your doors in new york city well, like what are you right. playing at but what are you playing at? Or maybe she had a key, I guess, because she's the girlfriend. But I mean, I feel like this is Portia's fault in a lot of ways because <laughs> she Frank do really it. wanted her to do it and yeah. asked her several times. And then when he finds out Pete does it for a living, he's like, well. Yeah. But Madison, she had <laughs> she had like a fresh manicure. You can't just stick that she up above. She gloves. That's true. <laughs> I don't know if you'd want like a heavily nailed finger up your butt anyway, but I would not want any nailed or unnailed finger <laughs> up my butt. Or just anything in general. <laughs> but um oh, I don't know how to relate to that. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a strange scene. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. That is true. It was but, a strange scene. You know, but perhaps... it does Go ahead. It does lead well into them meeting that couple, the husband and wife. Um, yeah. I don't know if we ever find their names out. I don't think so. Um, the wife I'm referring to as Janet, because if any of y'all have ever seen The Good Place, she plays Janet on The Good Place. Oh, oh Andrew's <laughs> the husband's name. Oh, is it? No, yeah. Andrew is not the husband's name. It's um. Yeah, he wants to be tickled. I thought Andrew was um, the name of the guy that Pete starts dating. That's Josh. Oh, my. Well, <laughs> hold on. Josh. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I don't know the wife's name, but I just am referring to her as Janet because she will never be anybody other than Janet. Sure. So <laughs> Janet and Andrew. <laughs> yes. Um, which are... Okay, number one, I don't understand how if like andrew really wanted janet to do this 
like why she wouldn't be able to just like get over herself and do it for him like why does why is it more comfortable for her to hire a dominatrix than just tickle her husband right good question (laughs) um but then we find out that janet just really wants to be abusive which is like its whole other realm of weirdness i know which is which is not resolved because they expressly call tiff there to be like we need help with this which I guess, you know, she is trying to be a psychologist or whatever, or psychiatrist, <laughs> but... Uh, I think it's a psychologist that she's going to school for. Okay. Like but, the uh, therapy one. Yeah. But, you know, she's not there yet. So I, I, doesn't, I didn't have the impression that it turned into a couple's counseling session. So it's no, just odd. that's not yeah. the impression that I got either. But I feel like the resolution that they have is that... Tiff will, or not Tiff, um, Janet, Janet wife, <laughs> will tickle Andrew as long as she could like then beat the crap out of him. Which is which not, I don't know if that's like. Not healthy at all. Yeah, no, I think there's something more but, that needs to be done there. It, but it's kind of Pete's fault because he's like, well, if you pay me $200, I'll let you punch me and take some of your frustration out because I already have the black eye from my roommate's oh, girlfriend yeah. punching so well and i think he that, gets punched twice then right and i think that just shows his inexperience and also why tiff's kind of annoyed when he's like taking the lead on that kind of stuff because yeah. he doesn't really know like what's going to help her ultimately you know he just suggested that because he just recently got punched by portia like he could have said anything right. like what about screaming at the top of your lungs and maybe that would have been helpful for her you know it's right it's just weird i don't know but <laughs> he of course that then they just leave that mess and we don't know what happens <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm hoping they do a second season and kind of resolve the, that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, does Janet ultimately just kill Andrew? Who knows? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the only so, person nearly killed in the series. I know. That was not how I expected this series to end. Me neither. <laughs> I was like, ugh. I mean, it's a cool, it was a nice, like, sneaky callback to the guy that Pete saw in the hallway in the very beginning like it was cool that they did that but i was yeah i was not expecting you know they they briefly joked about like getting murdered in a coffee shop but then i was like of course if you're like going to some sort of like rando's house it's more (laughs) worrisome right well and like i liked the idea that they show that there is a dangerous side to this kind of line of work you know and that this guy did want to hurt her and i but i kind of thought like once Pete had gotten out of the bathroom and they both had a knife in their hand. They could have just left. (laughs) I know. They were armed. He wasn't. They could just walk away at this point and not come back. Why did Maeve, or, well, Mistress May or Tiff have to stab him? (laughs) Like, he wasn't trying to attack them at this point, you know? know. He was outnumbered. He was (laughs) out-knived. Like... See, that's the, the fact thing. that she stabbed him just like threw me. I was like, oh my God, what did you just do? Why did you do that? Yeah, like the first, because I think he was stabbed the first time, but that's clearly self defense. Like he was trying to do whatever he was going to do and be creepy because, like, right. then they threw that knife across the floor towards um, Pete, which right. Pete did the stupidest thing, which is touching the knife. And now his fingerprints are on there. So well, it's I don't like, think he was stabbed at that point. I wasn't think he? Because he was like on the floor and really stuff. Hard. Well, she made uh, May, or Tiff just like need him in the chest really hard, which made him drop the knife. Oh, I see. And then it rolled over to Pete, who picked it up to like arm himself because this was clearly a dangerous situation. And Tiff got her own knife, and they could have just left at that point without yeah. stabbing the 
guy. <laughs> but she stabs him. Like, why do you stab him? No. I know. I was like, you've just made the biggest mistake. Well, that is, the, is of course, a large mistake. And then the second mistake is just fleeing the scene and not calling right. any police. Like, uh, oh, but but they're, they'll, they just see us as sex workers. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. Like, is, right. is it going to be more dangerous for you to be a sex worker in that position? Or is it more dangerous for you to have just stabbed a guy and ran? Right. And also, you didn't need to stab him at that point. If he had charged at her right. after she had the knife, then it would have been warranted. But he was just standing there. And they could have just left because he was unarmed. And there was right. two of them. And they both had knives. Like, they could have just left at that point and right. not returned to him to do any work. Right. And it's going to be clear <laughs> that it was, like, an attack because it's also on his back so it's like right. you, can't, you can't defensively really stab someone in the back but exactly all right so they seem to be in pretty and that's like how it ends it's just them like running away from the scene of this crime but now. this time and they ran like... together you know that was the, that was the thing <laughs> okay <laughs> <That's not helpful. laughs> oh, man, doesn't know. change the situation at all I know, because like up to that point, I was like, oh, this is all sort of like realistic stuff, like totally could happen. And then suddenly that happens. And I was like, sure, it's realistic. But what a way to I guess maybe that's the thing. Like now we're hooked to see what's going to happen if there's a season two. But good Lord. I guess. But good I feel Lord. like there could have been a better cliffhanger than that. Yeah. <laughs> like he could have actually charged at her and given them a reason to stab him, you know. Right. Because now, yeah, no, it's just sort of a solid. Like just, just that would have made it, you know, better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, um, or he could have, like, before Pete got out of the bathroom, he could have attacked Maeve and, with the knife and she struggled with it and stabbed him, kind of thing. And, right. You know, it's just something to warrant the stab. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, oh well. Anyways. What is done is done, I guess. <laughs> so, the character who I think surprised me the most is Doug. Oh, yeah. Because in the first episode, when we, like, first meet him, I totally expect him to be like this douche yeah. <laughs> who just like really wants to date Tiff and doesn't know anything about her, just thinks she's cute and is trying to like hit on her in the class. And yeah. he just seems like a douche, you know, but he actually turns out to be like a really nice guy. I and he I like Doug. <laughs> yeah. And their date, the date that he took her on to be like, I know you don't like talking. I th- think we can just like break the ice by fighting over this game or whatever like, right that's a very sweet like considerate thing to do and i and it, it does show that he uh, knows her better than we give him credit for you exactly know? <laughs> yeah so it was cool to to see that i i also like how sort of accepting he is at the end too of her dom dominatrix things like well right. it's odd first of all that she confronts him whilst he's shitting but well yes <laughs> <laughs> there was a better time to do that yeah but then at the end when uh she's like who wants to be in the chair and she's just yeah. like don't get the fuck in the chair whatever. <laughs> get um, in the fucking chair doug yeah. and i think that like doug already knew there was something up with her especially after wolf shows up oh yeah and like ruins it like he knows she's not a 911 operator like there's some <laughs> other bizarre aspects in her life that he doesn't know about yet. So I think that finding out that she was a dominatrix was a surprise, but it yeah. kind of makes sense. You know, like it kind of puts things together for him and he seems like he's a pretty accepting dude. So <laughs> Right, exactly. So So that's kind of cool. And of course, they're all reunited at the end in the coffee shop before the stabbing. But yes. Yes. the only person, what do you think about Josh and Pete? I don't, I don't dislike 
them at all together. I think that Josh is a very different kind of person than Pete yeah, is. Same. <laughs> but and he's like definitely, I guess, more of this. I don't want to sound offensive. See if I can do this without sounding offensive. <laughs> like the stereotypical kind of gay guy who likes to go to the bars and you know live in the more flamboyant lifestyle where Pete is not like that. Right. <laughs> and so like Pete kind of has like a, a difficult time adjusting to that lifestyle and like being okay with it but then when he finds like when josh finds out that pete's like an assistant dominatrix he's like really you have a problem with like a strip club but this is what you do for a living yeah (laughs) and then like i think that's when pete kind of relaxes more and it's like yeah i guess that's a good point (laughs) that's fair i mean i guess towards the end i started warming up to him a little more but i just found him like sort of disingenuous in the beginning and i also like who goes to a go-go dancing club on your first date with someone yeah i mean granted for me (laughs) yeah granted he had already complimented him on his dick in the bathroom but (laughs) (laughs) oh i i I like it though it seems that like having josh um helps pete to kind of come out of his shell even more though yeah you know, and he he takes him to the comedy club and does his stand up, and True. he he doesn't just need Tiff for these things anymore. You know, he's able to to do them with Josh and have fun with other people. <laughs> true, yeah, very true. So I guess I like him. <laughs> yeah, I the other thing I really liked about this episode or this episode, this series, was when uh, the fact that they actually did something about the creepy professor. Yes. Because, uh, like, from the beginning, I was like, uh, who is this guy? And then yeah, he starts, creep. you know, touching people's noses and trying to get Katie, was her name, to sleep Kate, with yeah. him. Kate, yeah. yeah. I'm like, and so I'm glad that, you know, she came in and just, like, smashed him onto a desk and then ultimately got the admin. But Right. I definitely saw that ending differently because they make it seem that Kate definitely is into the professor for a while and is yeah. almost, like, feeling competitive with Tiff about it because she thinks Tiff is like the professor's favorite, which she may have been. Right. But um but then like it becomes clear that she's not actually interested in fucking the professor. Right. She's <laughs> just yeah, she's just like Tiff a comes teacher. To her rescue. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was so glad. Cause, well at first it seems too that she was just gonna like walk by when she saw them yeah. like, in there together. So when they came in I was like good and then of course Kate whispers a thank you to her and I was like, Ah Yeah. Girls standing up for um, girls, it's good. And then when she comes back in, like, in the following episode and is like, here's the administration. They'd like to have a chat with you. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. It was, yeah. I'm glad they did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had a giant mouthful of tea. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I guess, like, the other thing that's interesting about their relationship is that we find <clears> out that they were, like, you know, as you said, they were friends for a really long time, but at some point she um she tries to show her affection to pete with sex because that's kind of like as she says is like what she expects that men who are affectionate want so she's just they end up having like an awkward two minute uh, not even an awkward 30 seconds in the car and then and then running away (laughs) right it's just like yeah, their their relationship, like the way I think it's episode three where they have like kind of that vulnerable conversation yeah. laying on the bed. Um, 
and you kind of learn that they were good friends in high school, sort of. But like Tiff was, she was clearly already dealing with some sort of issues at that point because she mentions like how she was, had sex with everybody on the football team and like she just felt that sex was the only thing that men wanted from her. So it's like all she had to give to them kind of thing. Yeah. So she was already clearly dealing with some sort of issues that we don't know completely about yet at this point. Um, but what yeah. was I going with this? Oh, Pete was kind of like <laughs> like the one person who, the one guy that she felt didn't want that from her. Of course, you know, he was gay, but they didn't know that at the time, which would yeah. explain why he didn't want sex from her. But um, I mean, he so didn't, but really then he really did, it reason. seems. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't think that he wanted it from her, but it was just kind of like, oh, well, this is now happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although he certainly gets an erection real quick, so <laughs> he does, and then he was very much enjoying it. It seems, <laughs> but for like um, for like ten seconds. Don't make yeah. those faces. Sorry, it's just so. Good. I don't know why they like run at the end though. When the cops show up, like they weren't, they're allowed to have sex at that point. If you're your right. senior prom, you're eighteen. Like, there's no issue for you to be like having sex. I know. Why are you running away? So it's like you maybe just... they stole the car. I don't know. Maybe they were maybe. smoking a joint. They were afraid drugs uh, kind of thing. I maybe. don't know. But yeah, they just like leave the car, which is also easily traceable to someone, but it's fine. Um, Yeah, I I did like, yeah, as you say, they pack a lot of character development into this very small amount of time, even more so than they manage to do in a lot of films. But I, it was cool to see that the sort of like opposite, that they're basically opposite, uh, very opposite personality types, because it seems that Pete is very much like vulnerable and he's, it's clear. It's very obvious. Whereas um, I, uh, I keep wanting to call her May where Tiff I know. <laughs> <laughs> or mistress May was more of, you know, I guess it is Tiff in this case, but where Tiff is much more yeah. of, you know, she was very stoic and she was like, she has this outward appearance of being very strong, but you know, obviously right. is, is more emotional and vulnerable on a deeper level that she doesn't like to show so it's kind of cool to see like that development of like it's almost like a breakdown of her wall and then you see like a build-up of p and it's at the end they're all they're all good well and i think like when she's talking about her um during her thesis presentation she kind of says she alludes to the idea that tiff is this vulnerable person who had to deal with a lot of shit and mistress may is the person who is in control. Like it's part of who she is part of like her personality to have this other persona that is always in control because Tiff can't always be in control, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was, it was a kind of a cool way of putting it. It was. Yeah. (laughs) But um, I also like that, and this is uh, also brought back at the end when the guy gets really creepy and tries to be like, I'm paying you to do what I want you to do, is that she, there was like a very clear thing very early on where, um, where Tiff was like, okay, like people think that being a dom means that you're a sex worker and that's it. But really it's about, um, what did she say? Liberation from shame. And I was like, that's a cool thing because it's true that. A lot of people think of dominatrix and they're like, oh, they're all having sex with their clients where it's like clear that that's not the case for right. for Tiff. She's just, she likes well, that control. Well, I think control. that's the case for a lot of dominatrix. Oh, yeah. Is like, there's not really actual sex involved, right. you know, between the client and the, and the master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not up on the lingo for this community. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and yeah, they definitely talk a lot about... 
masculinity. Um, and Tiff says at one point, masculinity is inherently constricting. Yeah. And I think that's, it's true in a way, but it's only true because that's how we teach it as a society, true. you know, and that's like why we have <laughs> trigger warning, toxic masculinity in our society, right. <laughs> which upsets a lot of people to, to hear that phrase because they don't like to admit that it exists, but it does because that's I, yeah. what we teach is that masculinity is to be emotionless and strong and you know all these other things that it doesn't have to be that way yeah 100 percent agree and i and i do think that we are making strides to to sort of like overcome that in a way or at least to allow you know men to express vulnerability and stuff but it is very disheartening and like especially among older generations when it's still very much the thing or even people who you think would be very open to it, like then make an offhand comment, like, oh, acting like such a girl or something. And you're like, oh, right. So suddenly, <laughs> you know, it's, like, a, it's oh. and it's it is tough because those are things that are very much ingrained in us from from childbirth, basically. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, uh, you know, as soon as you get out, you get like a blue or a pink or whatever. And um, yeah, but yeah, so no, I agree. And it's, <laughs> it's cool that, you know, that was brought up. And I think more more and more we're trying to present that in media, whether it be like a movie or, or a TV show or something like they they try to bring that up in order to try to try to do their part to stamp it out. But yeah. And I, I definitely you know. think the idea of masculinity and probably even toxic masculinity will be explored more if they do another season of this show, you know? Yeah. True. 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 Um, <laughs> do you, I can't think of any other specific plot points. Do you have any other quotes you wanted to bring up? Um, I don't want any <laughs> connection with your bum hole. <laughs> um, the roommate's girlfriend's name. What is her name? Portia. Portia. She's the one who says that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, let's take turns because I don't want to say all of yours. Okay. Uh, I liked when uh, when May. Mistress May says, speak on this dick like you're giving a fucking TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it when the, the exchange, when Pete says, you made my heart come. And then Tiff says, I made your soul jizz. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, heartfelt. Uh, and I like also when uh, May, before the first time he's meant to do, or I guess one of the times he's meant to do his comedy get uh, stand up, she says, you're going to be great in other uplifting things people say. Yes. <laughs> all, all of those. Yeah. Um, you look like Wonder Woman at a funeral. Oh, that was good. That's <laughs> <laughs> the first time he sees her in her dominatrix outfit. Yeah. I also like when... Uh... Oh, <laughs> you all right? Yep. I also like when uh, Tiff is, is asking... Pete, what he masturbates to, and she's like, "You don't masturbate to your uncle Barry," and he's like, "I'm not going to jerk off to him. He's married, as if that's the defining feature." (laughs) Not he's my uncle, just he's married. Right. (laughs) Uh, I liked when um, May or Mistress May doesn't show up to work, and. Pete has to handle the penguin guy by himself. He's just like, what kind of wrestling are you into? Penguin wrestling. Oh, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Do I put my, do I put like the flaps? They're the fins on you? Yeah. 
that turned like <clears throat> I was momentarily very concerned about that situation because it seemed like it was almost turning into like sexual assaults. I mean, it was basically. I, and yeah, well. <laughs> um, so then he, yeah, that's when he fully accepts the master Carter role, but I was like, yeah. damn, this is too And much. really, really gives the penguin guy a spanking, which he, the penguin guy turns out to really enjoy. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave now. You pay at the front desk and don't you dare watch me walk away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like uh, when they're at the urinal and Pete says, or he says something about like, I forget what the Josh says, but Pete's like, I'll just wait here until you're gone and crumple into a million pieces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one, <laughs> when um, they're in the third episode, when they're talking about Tiff and Pete are talking about the first time that they had sex and Pete's just like, it takes two to tangle genitals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I also like in that scene when he was like uh, talking about how bad the sex was and he's like, sorry, I didn't, I didn't know where the clitoris was. I still don't know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god we forgot to mention chelsea the friend from high school oh my god that's true <sighs> what did. a disaster what a hot mess <laughs> but i loved oh like i loved how she was so um first of all very rude to to both pete and tiff but then at one point she was like i'm just like i'm afraid no one will remember who i am yeah. and she's like yeah, Pete's like, of course you'd remember you, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's Chelsea. <laughs> Although, to be fair, they did remember her when they saw her in the bar. And they were just like, oh, my God, look away. Maybe she won't see us. Maybe I, she won't come over here. Yeah, as he's like right there. Or she's like right there. <laughs> so clearly she did not leave a good impression. <laughs> no. Uh yeah. The only other quote I have um, was like at the very beginning of the first episode. Um, Pete's just like when right after um, when they're about to let the first client into the room, he's just like, Tiff, are we? And she's like, it's Mistress May in here. Mistress May, are we about to get killed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, we mentioned this uh, beforehand. Uh, off camera no we're not on camera off mic off um, mic. <laughs> but madison and i for those listeners have recently been listening intently to a podcast which yes. we'd like to shout out we absolutely would and it ties into this it does very well <laughs> multiple ways um, yes <laughs> because as you will remember the guy who enjoys being peed upon and made fun of for his uh member as it were uh, he his safe words are all Flintstones words. They are, <laughs> and, and that brings us to the lovely podcast called "My Dad Wrote a Porno," written by Rocky. Ro- well, it's it's the I guess the Flintstone. podcast isn't, the podcast isn't written by Rocky Flintstone, but the podcast is about a porno book called Belinda Blinked, which was written by Rocky Flintstone. <laughs> oh my gosh. And let me tell you guys, if you watched uh, Bonding and you found moments of it hilarious, you should 175% watch or listen no, to... 200%. 200% listen to My Dad Wrote a Porno because you will oh never have laughed as much in your entire life, ever. Don't try to do anything that requires like breathing, like no. going to the gym or driving while listening to it. No. <laughs> it's so funny. The premise basically is this guy's dad wrote a 
horrible erotic book. I think you mean <laughs> lovely, wonderful. Or amazing, <laughs> depending on how you want to view it. And so he and his friends read a chapter of it each podcast episode and discuss it yes. <laughs> well, analytically of course yes <laughs> and it is they're british as well which in jamie and i's opinion makes everything better true so it's it's great the podcast is called my dad wrote a porno and the book is called belinda blinked books one two three and four <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and highly highly recommended highly and uh we don't usually shout out podcasts but this one is especially linked to this episode so we thought yes. it was appropriate and yeah because it, and it's it's incredibly graphic like they had the author has no shame and just says everything i guess as it comes into his mind he seems to have very little understanding of female anatomy yeah there, <laughs> there are many many you know internal appendages grabbed and yanked and <laughs> he tightened. seems to think that you can hit a woman's ovaries while having sex with her <laughs> <laughs> So if this sounds enticing, do check it out. Check if it these out. amazing descriptions have enticed you, check out that <laughs> podcast. And uh, let a, you can also go on Twitter and let us know what you thought about either uh, bonding, or I guess you can talk to us about um, my dad wrote a porno, sure. Uh, but send us, <laughs> go ahead and send us a tweet at NNO podcast. Or just talk to us about anything in general because Please. <laughs> you guys never send us anything and we're getting lonely. So send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com and you can literally tell me anything that you want. doesn't even have to be related to the podcast. True. Just tell us whatever. <laughs> just just send us an email about anything. <laughs> and, um, and so this time around, we have not yet decided on what we'll be watching for next in our typical fashion episode. So even more so, if you have an idea, please do let us know. Yes, yes. If you have anything on Netflix that you would like to hear us discuss, we are very open to the idea. Yes, we are. So we don't the... even have to know what it is. We're open to the idea. Yes, as long <laughs> as it's a Netflix original, it's fine. Right. Don't don't ask us to talk about some Hulu original show. You know. Right. We are I a mean, Netflix only podcast. If only we could, but we're N N O here. We're not H N O. Wait. H. No, that wouldn't work. N H N H O. Navigating no. Hulu originals. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday we'll also have a Hulu originals podcast. Maybe. But... And then we'll have to change it to a HHO, like hunting, hunting. Hulu originals. <laughs> Hulu hooping Hulu originals. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, do hit us up. Um, and in the meantime, we will no you will hear us <laughs> <laughs> next time oh man we're so bad at sign ups we really are all right bye right, bye <laughs>